0: Welcome back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. I hope you all are ready for some great knowledge bombs today. We have Mark Casper with us from Tech for Troops. He is going to be sharing information about his amazing program and telling you how you can help the program, which helps veterans. This is going to be absolutely amazing. I'm here, as always, with my co-host. Hold on a minute. Who is this? Hey. Mark, I come Mark from? Elders back. <laughs> Mark Elders back. I told you all from the beginning Mark wasn't going anywhere. He's uh, filling in for Eric uh, today because Eric is out on a mission. So, uh, Mark, it's great to have you back in the seat. Glad to see you back. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, couldn't be better. Shouldn't complain. Wouldn't help if I did anyway. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me back. Excited to be here.
0: Great to have you back in the jump seat. All right. So we're gonna jump right into it here. We got Mark Casper with us. He's the president and CEO for Tech for Troops. Tech for Troops mission is dedicated to empowering veterans with computers, skills, and information technology workforce training. While located in Richmond, Tech for Troops is, or has a national reach. Mm -hmm. They're also uh, responsible, responsibly recycled all e-waste they receive from laptops to copies in almost eight years. And this is amazing. T4T has responsibly recycled 700 plus tons. And this Mm -hmm. number is continuing to grow. That is absolutely amazing. Mark is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and career IT focuses on large-scale government, civilian IT projects, and has worked with North Carolina and Capital One as a contractor. Mark, quite, quite the organization you have, quite the bio you got going on. How are you doing today?
2: I am doing fantastic, Sean. Mark, thanks for having me on the show. I am looking forward to this, and I know we're going to have a great time because when you get three veterans together, even though we don't know each other, we know each other.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate it. And I'm super excited to learn about how you guys are changing the the landscape, period. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We're definitely doing that, whether it's in the landfill with the environmental piece, right? So actually, we're closer to 800 tons now. Um, yeah, and we just got in five more pickups yes, uh, during this week, but two major, major size ones yesterday. Uh, and we have to go back and get more from both companies. So that number is going to grow by exponential because I'm filling up what they call Gaylord boxes, big four by four by fours. Um, we're filling them up. I'll probably fill up three today on my own, which will be another 6,000 pounds. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So before we jump
0: into that, let's learn a little bit about your journey, how, how you got to where you're at. So you're a Marine Corps veteran. Mm-hmm. And you were I.T. In, in the Marine Corps. Is that correct? Or...
2: Yeah, sure. If you want to call it that. Um, so those, was I, I that was, the
0: 52 box of crayons? That's I, it,
2: was, it was actually the 36. But, oh. you know, I still was able to, you know, purple is my favorite grape. So anyways, <laughs> um, no, I, I was Hawk Missile Technician. And my computer was about seven foot tall, about seven foot long, about three foot deep. And we had a little ticker tape for the errors and we had the flashy lights. So sure, I was IT, but in today's world, I I know I, I wasn't IT. So yes, but no, I, I'd say that. And and I served for four years, 83 to 87 under Reagan. Uh, they were great years because we didn't go to war, uh, but we did have, you know, like Granada and, and, and Panama, but honestly that wasn't so bad um but yeah it was it was that and i got married in 85 and got out in
0: 87 all Right, all right <laughs> just, your description of the computer is just amazing
2: uh, it, it, yeah it was taller than me and it was in a air-conditioned frozen box i might as well call it frozen because it was cold, as cold. i'm not going to cuss on this one It's cold my, in there i think my,
0: my dad was trying to be some sort of engineer when he first went to college and he told me stories of the uh, I guess discs or whatever they called them back, yep. they had to put into the computers, and he uh, he quickly decided he wasn't going to be an engineer when he first got his first single digit grade on the test. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the navy let him fly planes instead. So uh, <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, that, that is great though. I just love that description. And, Thank and, you. And, and to think of how far we've come. You know, oh my know, technology and, and what you can do now just on your phone yeah. you know, compared to, you know, what we were thinking when we built these giant computers. Yep.
2: You so, think- I mean, you mentioned that and, and I'm, I'm sort of proud, right, of, of I, 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 I love history. I think it's, you know, you don't learn it. You're doomed to repeat it type of thing. But I don't think we're going to ever repeat this. At least I hope we don't. So I have a museum in, in my warehouse here and my oldest item is a 1926 dictaphone so it's a recording device with a it, i don't have the wax tube but it was a wax tube and it was like a vinyl record so you could list, speak into the uh microphone and you could listen back on the microphone the only way to do it and then up to a tty machine which is for deaf people so back in the day you took your mickey mouse ears and put it in the mickey mouse ears they could text. So everything you see in my museum is actually in your pocket today, plus. So it's just really cool to have. And every once in a while, I'll post a picture up there of all this stuff like uh, IBM laptop with the movable keyboard. It's a laptop and the keyboard moves. Just it's cool stuff. I get old Mac stuff and TTY machine and Mac. I get it all in. It's cool stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That that reminded me, when we
0: first talked, I was telling you about the museum in, in Jeju Island in South Korea. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was, I saw all the original video games, all the uh, original computers that we had when we were kids and stuff. Just fantastic to see how far we've come. So, we've
2: come a long way, baby.
0: So oh, yeah. you, you did your stint in the Marines. You got married. What, what was the rest of that journey? How did you get to where you are right now with Tech for Truth?
2: So I am still married to my soulmate. It's uh, 30, get it right, <laughs> 38, not 30, It's either 38 or 39 years, <laughs> 85 to 23. Tell me the math there. You know this is um, going to go out live on the air, right? I know. I know. But luckily, she doesn't listen to listen to me very often right now. She, I, love her to, I love her. She's my soulmate. So had had children. Uh, and I thought, you know, as I got out of the Marine Corps, that transition was like a swift kick in the butt as I'm going through the gate, really. It's really all it came down to. Uh, and I thought, the, you know, the world was going to beat feet to my door. I call it having the tiger by the tail. And come to find out, nobody cared about me or cared about the Marine Corps or anything I did. And any, any of the corporate places I went, any of the um, job offerings I had, just didn't, it just wasn't it, right? So I, I bounced from place to place. Uh, didn't, didn't know why. But I, I finally, when we started having children, my wife and I, we had two girls, two beautiful girls, um, I realized I got to get a college degree, so I I put my nose to the grindstone, got the easiest uh, uh, degree possible, which was marketing at the time. And I'd graduated in 97 and there I started my corporate journey so I went you know Cap One North Grumman I did a contract stint at the VA went back to Cap One I mean just kept building and what I'm doing and, and climbing that corporate ladder but I was never happy I always hated answering to the man or whatever you wanted to call it right and and i never been able to make decisions on my own so I went out and um with a couple other folks started a company And I was a manager. I was like a a power manager, whatever you want to call those people. And I was at a networking event and I met the founder and she and I talked and she's like, hey, you're a Marine. We do what we do. Why don't you come in and see it? I'd love to have you on the board to get your input and moving forward. So I literally knocked on the door where I'm at now, knocked on the door. And when the door opened, my head exploded. And I mean, I knew I was home. I didn't even see the place yet, and it was like this: rainbows and unicorns and apples. Nick hit me in the head and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I took the tour. It was 750 square feet, so we have we had a, a room for some computers and wiping the computer, wiping the hard drives, and then we had 500 square feet of warehouse space. And during the tour, she looked at me and said, "Hey, do you want to be executive director?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." And I literally stopped making money. To come to work for a nonprofit, and I went home that night and I said, "Hey, babe, guess what? I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, take a job with a nonprofit instead." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "She's like, you've never done that." I'm like, "You know," but this is where I feel this is what I'm supposed to do, and we've nosed to the grindstone ever since. And now we're at somewhere close to eleven thousand square feet. Wow and um you know we have a, we're offering a lot to vets and we're doing more than we've ever done so yeah that's my journey in it uh, i I don't regret a moment of going to school uh, or doing the the corporate dance what i i did and and i call it a dance because if you guys are in corporate you know the politics involved and all that kind of stuff so you're you're two stepping with one person and then you get two stepping with another one while the other one's stabbing you the back and all that kind of stuff
0: uh, it's
2: i i love where I'm at because like today, Saturday, I'm working my butt off, but I know come Monday we're going to be helping right, vets right. again, and and that's soul satisfying.
0: I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Good. I don't know what you think about that, Mark. You've been in the the civilian sector much longer than I have, but I'm 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 out of the army, you know, less than a year, and now I'm now I'm starting to worry that someone's going to be stabbing me in the back already.
1: <laughs> well, you know. I... You and I had a similar journey. I mean, I did four and out. Um, I'd served you know, as a medic in the Air Force. And right. so um, the the plan was to to serve and get out. I actually had wanted to stay in because I was on a fast track and the, the two-star I worked for actually became the Surgeon General of the Air Force. Wow. Um, so my roommate actually, who we were on special duty assignment under him, went to the Pentagon and he was at the Pentagon during 9-11. Wow. Um, oh. But just had a you know a phenomenal c- career uh command first sergeant and all that so um went up to chief so you know i look at it like this and to your point you know going through the transition early right as a younger probably individual yeah. than like say sean and then being able to i guess wean yourself out of the military mindset uh and move into that corporate mindset it comes full circle because like, you know, once a Marine, I'm always a Marine, but I mean, I, I, as well, very patriotic, um, having been grateful and honored to have served, want to give back. And that's why we're doing this. And that's why you're doing that. Right. So now you are prepared and better equipped to help people at an exponentially more effective level and rate. And I think that's fantastic. So kudos to you and your journey.
2: Absolutely agree with you on that. And, and, you know, that transition can be, it, tough, uh, you know. As I said, I thought I had the tiger by the tail when I got out, and come to find out, I didn't. And I literally—I mean, like I said, notes of the grandson. At that moment, when after my second daughter was born, especially, it was like, okay, Mark, you—you you can't be a goober the rest of your life, right? You can't hope that somebody's going to look at you and say there's potential there. You're either going to do it yourself, or you're going to fail. And you know, what does that lead to? Suicide, depression. Um, poverty, other things. And, and I would, I, I wasn't going to go down that road.
1: I'll tell you, I mean, my journey, when I got out, I went back to school, got my undergrad degree, right. Um, got a degree in business. And I think I'm, I'm tracking with you on your mindset because I felt like, Hey, I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. I've got a degree. Like people are just going to be eating this up. Like wh- who who's going to sign me? <laughs> right? Yep. Who's signing me? Um, And I actually, when I got out of school, I I actually went and had to sell cars for some time, you know, just because I couldn't find the job that I had wanted. So um, I think that, you know, we have to be aware of that. And for you active duty that are out there, be aware that, you know, just your military experience, while it's valid and important and of value, um, it's not going to be necessarily the foot that gets you in the door. You still have to do your own journey, yeah. right? It's on your own merits. Yes, study hard, work hard.
2: Yep. Uh, I'll, and I'm going to say, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Mark. Um, you're not there alone, though. If you're active duty getting out of you transitioned uh not idea. there alone i mean mark and sean and and i will you know we'll, we'll not drop what we're doing but we'll daggone do our best to support you and that's one of the pillars of what tech for troops does so we do the education piece which we haven't got into yet but we as well we do the recycling which we have talked about a bit but we also created a gaming community to prevent veteran suicide and that depression what? that happens yeah yeah because we get in gear right i mean we we got in 600 plus computers yesterday, which is why I'm here. Right. So we get in really, really, really good stuff. And I get in 1926 the phones. So, right. Things that we can do. So, one of my guys came to Jason, came to me. We were in a staff meeting. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to have a gaming tournament. I don't game, but I know others do. And I know it's important. And he's like, I got gotcha. you. And we started it last August. And now we're on Twitch and Discord. Uh, we sponsor the uh, IWM. Uh, Tech for Troops Cup Series, which is internet racing, right? So guys with rigs and all that kind of stuff and awesome. and other things as well, right? So they do the bang, bang, shoot them up. We do Lawn Mower and one I heard of the other day, Crime Scene Cleanup, right? They do all sorts of games and, and we're growing by leaps and bounds. The Discord is probably at close to 400 in less than a year, 400 subscribers. Wow. Twitch is already monetized for us and we're getting somewhere close to 75 bucks a month on it. Right. So it's not like it's Jason's working his tail off to make this a reality for us. And as well, really, really, really cool story. And I got to call out AMD, the chip maker. Those guys are the bomb. Right. So they're out of Austin. I talked to them a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, you know, we have these really old gaming rigs about five years old. We need newer stuff. And Jared's like, gotcha. And they're going to ship us five brand new gaming rigs. Our goal is to go down to the Wounded Warrior Battalion at Camp Lejeune. And have a gaming tournament for the vets down or for the active duty actually down there. So they know that as they're getting out that there is not a way that they're by themselves. So yeah, we're doing that as well because it makes sense that we want the the twenty two ish a day to go to zero. Yeah. And that's that's part of our focus. Amen that, to that. That is that is
0: awesome. And I'll tell you, Margaret, if you get if you wind up doing this at Camp Lejeune, you let me know enough time. We'll try to come up there and do a live live event, too, because that would just be phenomenal. Absolutely, uh, Will. Where are you at? I'm down in Jacksonville, Florida, so the other Jacksonville.
2: Okay, yep. No, I was going to say, you're right there then, aren't you? But you're not.
0: I went to Camp Lejeune once recently, actually, and was kind of mad when I got off the interstate, and it was still two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the
2: nowhere'sville. It is yeah. nowhere'sville. Who does this? Uh, how, do,
1: how do people get plugged in, right? How do they, like, either whether it's from a corporate and a, a donation, you know, charitable level, or a participant, or yeah. maybe even just volunteering, right?
2: What, what are your needs? So, uh, our needs are, you know, we're a nonprofit we run on a razor thin margin. Our, we haven't got our 2022 yet, uh, not 990, which is our tax document, our 2021 nonprofit or tax documents out there. We're at a 9% overhead. So we run an extremely thin margin for, you know, what we do. Everything goes back into our programs, period. It's just, it's who we are. Um, so really getting involved is getting with your corporate, um, Folks and saying, "Hey, I want to make a fifty. I'm gonna use fifty, right? If you want to do a $1,500 a month donation, I'd love that. But if you would do a $50 a month donation, have it matched, and if we can get a thousand or ten thousand uh, active or v- veterans out there that are supporting us, making a $50 donation matched by their company, so that would that would really alleviate some of these the stress that we have when it comes to um, finances. But the other part is. We accept computers from all over the nation. We just received a very large donation from Chart Industries out of Wisconsin. They boxed it up. They shipped it down to us. They're going to get their receipt, their certificate of instruction. uh, So we guarantee data destruction as well. We're HIPAA, NIST, DOD, and NSA certified with our wiping. If it fails, we have a hard drive shredder and we tiny, tiny, tiny pieces turn. It it goes. It's it's cool. It's really cool to watch. And we do that as well. So if you're worried about your data, that's the platform. So when you look at our pyramid, it's data destruction, but that's not sexy to talk about. Right. So our education, our uh, veteran suicide and our recycling is all part of that pyramid. So getting involved is equipment. It's finances as well as volunteerism, which is what you just mentioned, Mark. Uh, If you're in the Richmond area, we'd love to have you. If you want to have an event, say, in Austin or or Jacksonville, Florida, right, we're happy to support you. We won't be able to drive down or fly down, uh, but you can do and use our logos. We can ship you banners, and we do e-waste drives. Uh, AMD, again, is doing an e-waste drive in Austin for us, and they're going to be shipping us a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, there's always ways for us to work, plus – if there are um, veteran centered uh, homeless shelters where you live, we support them as well. And uh, we partnered with another nonprofit called 1111 for it's either it, it takes them both ways. And this was meant on purpose. Um, Veterans Day, November 11th or 11, 11 22 a day who commit suicide. And uh, the, the guy who started Colin Garrett is a NASCAR driver. And when he goes to like Wisconsin this weekend, or even it is today, and he's driving, they're gonna stop off at a veteran homeless shelter and provide computers that we gave them to give out. So we would love to work with you to get computers in the hands of, of the veterans that are in homeless shelters to help them get jobs. We provide 5,000 free online classes to all veterans um, through a, a Cornerstone, I believe it is. Not Coursera, but it's Cornerstone. And uh, all you gotta do is register as a vet and then you're there taking whatever you want, whether it's mindfulness, leadership, um, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, tuberculosis training, food service training, whatever it is, uh, we provide that for free as well. So we do as much as we can to support our brothers and sisters out there.
0: That's just absolutely amazing. So I, I I love the destruction piece. I got it, It's not sexy to talk about, but it is fun to watch one get destroyed. But yes, the fact that, that you're certified to wipe them, that must open doors for you as far as, you know, people being more confident that, you know, they can send you stuff that's going to be taken care of. You know, how often do you, do you run into issues like that with people who just don't, like I told you I got four or five computers sitting here that I'm ready to send you, but, I don't want you to know what's on my hard drives. Who
2: knows? No, we don't want to know what's on your hard drives, right? From your your fluffy cat pictures that you have uh, to your bank statements. I don't want to know. And we don't boot up computers to try and figure out what's wrong with the hard drive. When it's wiping, it gets to 99% and fails. We take it out. We shred it, period. We don't play. That's how the larger corporations like Chart and Allianz, and AMD are going to support us because we're not doing that. If you came in, I would love to have you guys in, right? If you're in Richmond driving through, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tour. Um, we're behind big walls, cameras, locked doors, the whole nine yards. And we have cameras everywhere. So like today, as I'm walking around, my phone's going off with alerts that, hey, somebody's in the foyer, somebody's in, somebody's in. So we're definitely very aware of what we have and whose data we have. And that is critical to our survival because Sean, you won't send me your five computers. If you think that something's going to happen and right. Everybody says, well, I'll just take it out and shoot it with my 45. Yeah. You can do that too, but why not help a vet out with it?
0: Yep. So you take, you take computers, uh, you take, what else do you take? Let's put it that way. Gaming stuff, Kindles, phones. I mean, there's the whole gamut yep. of electronics.
2: The whole thing. So there, there's everything. Everything electronic we take, absolutely. But there are some things we don't like to take, but we take with a with with a charge, with a fee. Um, printers, hateful things. It's been in my closet for the last four years. I know it worked when I put it in there. Well, you know, it's dried. It's dead. It's 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 really just trash. But we responsibly recycle that. So we charge for that. some buck fifty when you come in our door. Uh, copiers, same thing. Yeah, you know, we're replacing our copiers. It's it's it still worked when we used it. Yeah, but you probably have seventy five thousand copies on it, right? So seventy five shutter shots. Um, not really worth anything. We'll take that. We'll take your flat screen TVs. It just has a line down the middle. I know, but to fix that, it's gonna it's cost more than buying a brand new brand new flat screen. And then um, CRT monitors, you'll bid boxy monitors we had on our desk when, you know, in the mid-90s and stuff, we take those as well. But we charge for all that stuff because we responsibly recycle all that stuff. We keep it out of the landfill. There's nothing else we charge for besides the data destruction. So data destruction and really stuff that we have to responsibly recycle because little known fact, very little known, um, 70 percent of hazardous waste. And the landfill comes from e-waste. It's from your batteries, from your inks and your toners, the CRT monitors that get crushed as they're put in there. So 70% of your hazardous waste comes from our e-waste. And another little-known fact that most people like, yeah you know, we all want to be responsible and recycle. Uh, this is not the recycling piece. Over 800 laptops a second go in landfills around the world every day every second which is akin to 53 million tons a year going in landfills around the world give me 10 minutes of your time will change the veteran world all over right we will make life happen so much better so yeah we don't want that happening and we're working our, our tails off like today to, to make it not happen
0: I, I can't get over that number
2: yeah I know uh, sad.
0: That's ridiculous, and that number That's... is
2: just growing, right? So, cell phones, same thing. All of all of it, it's all the same, right? It, they're just going in the landfill. Hmm. So, what's the what's the process
0: if I want to send you, you know, my five laptops to you? Yep. Oh, how do <laughs> I do that? How do I get how do I get that to you?
2: Yeah, so we have a program called Give Back Box. It's on our webpage uh, under I think it's under um, support tab, uh, and it is I. Th- I haven't done it in a while. I think it's 25 bucks. You get like a UPS label, slap it on a box. You can send us 25 pounds for 25 bucks. I think it is pretty cheap. We get that in. Uh, If you, if, listen out there, folks, listen up, please. If you put your name and address inside the box, I will know who shipped it to us because the from, right? Shipping from is actually from Alabama. And then it'll two tech for troops. And I get boxes in and I have no idea who to thank. And I'm like, you know, I would, but I can't, so sorry. And, uh, you know, hey, you did get my, and I'm like, oh, wow, thanks, Uh, didn't know that. But please put your name and address in there, we'll send you a thank you card and all that kind of stuff and let you know. So that's the easiest way for individuals, corporate of course, is let's work on it and and figure out what we need to ship up this way, how much you have. Uh, I'm working with a company in Mississippi for 150 laptops and we're gonna figure out how we can ship it up. That kind of stuff is expensive. But depends upon the quality of those computers, whether or not it makes sense for us to access or get that kind of stuff, right? So if you're saying, hey, I got these Core 2 computers, these all these 150 Core 2 laptops, I'm like, you know, find a local Goodwill and give that to them. I want it, but it's going to cost me more to ship my boxes down there to ship it back to us unless you want to do that for me than it is going to be to get those in and refurbish them because you can't refurbish a Core 2. It's just not worth it. So. There's a lot going on. We, we have a, we have a daily uh, conversation between all of us almost. And uh, like, Hey, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Let's do this instead, because we're going to waste, we're going to put a lot of time into these core twos. Well, let's have volunteers from, we have CarMax and Cisco and Capital One and so many local uh, companies coming in, tear, let them tear it apart right? Let's hold on to it, get a couple of pallets full. They'll roll through it because it's easy when it's a desktop. And then we don't have to deal with it. You can concentrate on working on the laptop, say, which is much harder to take apart.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so as far as um, getting the equipment, right, and getting people on board uh, and getting that equipment to you, um, as far as, like, other resources that they have, like not just computers, but monitors and things that can you talk about if that stuff also? Absolutely, uh, panels, things like
2: that. Yep, absolutely. We we'd get all of that stuff, and so uh, and that wasn't yesterday. It was a couple of days ago. Um, I'll just say this: we get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of monitors in a year, and what we do, we can't give them out because most a lot of them are broken. But we'll we'll put them in the Gaylords and responsibly recycle them. Yeah. So absolutely you know send all that to us we we want it and we need it and and you know I'm I'm an old um 70s guy right I was born in mid 60s midish gives my age there Um, And I was a guy that, you know, put on the, in the old days, you gave out newspapers and you wore the bib over your shoulders. And I would go around picking up uh, uh, bottles, Coke bottles and Pepsi bottles and Mr. Pib and stuff and turn them in for money because that kind of recycling was just in my blood. And, and I, you know, I'm still that way. I'm, I'm still like, yeah, hey, pick that up. We can we can do something with that. And there's so many times I want to stop on the side of the road and pick up that metal thing that everybody's trying to avoid. And then I'll recycle it. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Marine. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that's why I was wondering about all those, you know, all the gold and silver oh, yeah. right, and the connections and
2: things yep. like that.
1: Um, oh, yeah. that, you know, at some level has some value. And then, uh, you know, I was also thinking about I was reading an article the other day where you know, solar panels for houses, um, they're nearing, you know, the 20-ish years, yes. kind of like as far as mainstream adoption has gone. Yes. So those are going into the landfills. And I don't they know. The silicone,
2: right? It's Yeah. And there may be a way of recycling those, but I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I know of one company. We partnered with them. They're about an hour away from us. And they take a lot of some. They take all construction waste in. They may take solar panels, but I haven't asked that of them. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Those and t- wind turbine blades, uh, they're just landfilled, period. You can't do anything with them. So mm-hmm. if somebody could come up with a way to do that and make everybody happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about
2: uh, help locally, volunteering, employees? Absolutely. Opportunities? Yeah, we, uh, so we're, you know, the Civil Air Patrol, the Air Force uh, kids arm, I guess you'd mm-hmm. call it. Uh, we just got in contact with them. They were in yesterday. The head guy was in yesterday, and he's going to start bringing the kids in. We love kids because they're smarter than all of us combined, all three of us, right? Uh, I have some high school young men right now who are helping run my eBay. So we help fund ourselves through eBay. We get the stuff in. We can't give the vets. We, we try to make a dollar on it. Um, but they're so daggone smart. And they're so fast at what they do that we would love to have more kids in like Civil Air Patrol, who will pay them to work our eBay. And, and help them, you know, make a paycheck while they're in high school. So absolutely volunteerism. If somebody in Richmond, if you're an eBay aficionado and you're like, hey, I want to come help, please do. We're looking for somebody to help us with our eBay, to help run it because we get so much in. The logistics part is crazy. So if either one of you guys come in or anybody who watches this podcast comes in, please ask for a tour. Just don't drop off your computers and leave. Take the 15-minute walk around. It is, it's, it's a lot bigger than what you think it is. and <laughs> that's,
0: that's awesome. I, yeah. I got to agree with you that the, the kids today are definitely smart, but you can still confuse them with one of the old rotary phones.
2: Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. I so, have that.
0: So we're down to the end here, uh, Mark. Uh, just an absolutely amazing organization and everything you're doing, not only for the veteran community, but for the environment as well. Um, so, as we get ready to close, what's one thing you want to leave our audience with?
2: Don't sell a veteran short, right? You may think, um, you know, oh, vets have PTSD, or oh my God, they saw a combat. They're just broken. They're not, right? Sure, we all have issues, but there's people out there, men and women, who get into a car wreck who have issues, right? Or they were in some sort of trauma and have issues. Don't sell us short. If you're looking to hire a vet, don't start them out at low, the lowest wage, right? Not that they have, you know, if they don't have the skill set and you're going to train them up, I get it. But don't short, don't, don't short circuit them because you're like, oh, they're a vet, they'll accept anything. Some of us do because we're, we're scared and we want to be able to support our families and we're going to do what we have to do to make it happen. But dadgum, man, don't, don't. There are two people in this country. There are two kinds. And a lot of folks aren't going to like what I say. There's vets and others. And that's what it comes down to, right? And you as a corporation, you as a company get a tax write-off hiring a vet. So think about that before you say no just because they were in during Iraq and Afghanistan or the Gulf War. uh, Don't short shirt them because of that, because it just really sucks. I could actually use other language, but I won't. That's what I'd like for them to say, right? I mean, and honestly, if there's veteran nonprofits out there that you know of support them, if you don't want to support tech for troops, I get it. Don't worry about it. Right. We're going to be fine. We want your money still. So do it at least once. But, Get out there and support a veteran nonprofit. You will find that it is the community that you've been searching for ever since you got out. Trust me on that. That's what I did. I found out, I found the community again and and it passion, soul satisfying. It all happens. That's awesome. Love
1: it. Amen to that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Mark Elder, you got any closing comments here?
1: No, I think that this is great. I love hearing about the program. I love all of the ancillary things that you're doing, the events, the contests, the games, um, you know, looking at branching out and the new ways that you can recycle and, re- yeah. and reuse and um, just your passion for helping the community, being plugged into the community. Like you said, yeah. um, you know, there was a long time where I got out and I was like, I'm a back, then, I'm a civilian, right. And didn't really have that carry that identity. Um, I mean, it's always been there, but, um, I've always been patriotic and I just think that it's great that, you know, people like you, like me, you know, we don't have to do 20 years and Sean, thank you, you know, for, yeah. for your 20 or more, right? How, how, how many were you at Sean? 20. I think everybody, like everybody has to rally together. And yeah. like you said, you know, vets and not, we get it, right? Yeah. We get it. And we need to support each other and support each other's organizations in the community.
0: So
2: thank you. Amen to that.
0: All right, Mark tech for troops, amazing organization. We got your contact information going across the bottom, your LinkedIn, the company's LinkedIn and website, make sure you connect, make sure you're following them. And if you got old stuff sitting around, like I just did my last move, I literally have, I think I actually have like seven computers (laughs) sitting over here in a pile. Um, So I now know what I'm going to be doing with all this stuff, which is great. Um, and I don't know if I'll put my name and address in there because then you might want to look at the hard drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> But absolutely love what you're doing. Thank you for coming on today. And uh, we want to just thank everybody for tuning in. And remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the vet SOS. Life. Amen.